Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Whoops, my mic is playing a number on me. I better put it on this side here. That'll probably work better. I'm using a stand now. I think it works a little bit better that way. How is my peeps doing? Tom C. in the house where it's warm. Warm? In Michigan? Are you sure we're talking about Michigan, Tom? Eric Hayes is in the house. He says, you must wake up and quit being woke. Twitter, I want to be woke. I want to be woke. We should all want to be woke. Woke means eyes wide open. Woke means that you're willing to accept reality. That is woke. When they're trying to, you know, it's amazing what the right does to make things that are good bad and make bad things good. Come on, folks. Liberal, progressive. Look at, listen to the word progressive. We want to move forward. We want to progress. That is what it means. Conservative means conserve, hold on to, hold on to, even if it's bad, hold on to, hold on to all the things that are bad, bad, bad. But you know, we are able to change the definitions of these things just because, just because, just because. Eric Hayes is in the house. Tom C is in the house. The one and only La Preciosa, La Hermosa, Bridge MCP is in the house. And the great Lee Grant, my conservative nemesis. Hey, I am in town three times a week, Brother Grant. I want you in the studio at one of those times in the next few days or weeks. I'm throwing it at you because I think the PDR Posse has a right to see you in the studio with me after you've given, given us all this, this, this stuff on air. You know, we can have a good shake of hand, a good hug, all that good stuff. Come on over with me, Lee. I'm still waiting. In the house, Paul Fleming. Paul, I wish you were here to be in the studio with me as well, Senor Fleming. I don't know where... Brother Rudnan is. We got to look for Rudnan. He's not in the chat right now, but Paul Fleming is, Bridge MCP is, all the other folks that have not made themselves known yet. Please, come on, folks, make yourself known. You know I like to call out all my peeps. Melanie Keelan is here early. She is in from Barcelona, Spain. How are you doing, Melanie? Great to hear you. Great to see you. We'll do coffee first. All right, brother, we'll do coffee. You just give me the time. When I'm in town, I'll get I'll I'll drive up there early so we can get some quick coffee. Here we go with Bridge giving us a definition of woke. Woke is an adjective derived from African American vernacular English, meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Beginning in the 2010s, it came to encompass a broader awareness of social inequalities such as sexism and has been seen as a shorthand for American left ideas involved in identity politics and social justice, such as the notion of white privilege and slavery reparations for African-Americans. The phrase stay woke had emerged in AAVE, African-American vernacular, that is, by the 1930s in some contexts referring to an awareness of the social and political issues. I loved that definition. I love that definition. But again, the, the genesis of the word woke, awoken, wake, awoken. So I love it. I love it. Thank you for looking that up, Bridge. As usual, we have our researchers that are ready to pounce 
all of the times. Thank you so kindly. Thank you so kindly. Muchísimas gracias. Muchísimas gracias, mi hermana. May would just join the club. He's in the house as well. How are you doing, May? Great to see you. Um, you know, I want, I think it's important when we are all here together, left and right here together, for us to do exactly what Bridge just did there, right? Because, you know, just using woke can just be a word. And people start believing that it's just a word. They say, get woke, go broke. <laughs> well, you know what? When being, being of the folks, as explained by Bridge MCP, woke, a lot of times that's a condemnation of being broke, all right? You know? Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, we need to get away from these subjects. We need to get away from reparations. The rich people didn't get away from reparations when they had to give up their slaves. Guess what had to happen? They had to be paid. When Toussaint Lavator uh, took over the nation of Haiti after being tired of being a slave and he took command of the country, guess what had to happen for him to join the world as he could? He had to pay reparations to Spain for having been enslaved and, and him, his property, having, his property having been liberated, had to pay France for its liberation. The American government had to pay quite a few slave owners for having liberated their slaves. Is that right? I don't think so. I don't think so. It is Tuesday, so hopefully Egberto Willis got some rest. I got five hours of sleep. I think it's five hours of sleep I got last night, which for me, that is a great thing. Breach, thank you for asking. They mean in fall news. Yes, 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 fall news, my girl. Fall news, fall news, fall news. All right, let's see. Let's see what's the subject of the hand. We didn't have the info. We didn't have any beginning info today from El Señor Rodnin. So we can get into videos a bit earlier, but before two thirds of Kroger workers can't afford basic necessities. So if they buy Albertsons, they will have a large monopoly, thus controlling not only prices, uh, Brother Fleming, they will also control wages because at that point, a checker at Kroger couldn't say use Albertson as an excuse. Well, you know, I'm going to just go over and work for Albertson because... They will all be in the same pool. That's the whole thing about monopoly. That's the whole, and you know, that is a default state of capitalism, right? Let's, let's, go over, let, let's go over what it says. The job of the executives who run capitalism, corporate America, their sole purpose in life as specified and re-certified re, re by Milton Friedman, the god, the new god in the start in the 70s of capitalism, he said the following. Your sole responsibility is to the shareholder value. Nothing more. You don't need to get into social aspects. You don't need to get into all the other things that make you a good corporate citizen. Corporate citizen mean nothing. Good corporate citizen mean nothing. Your goal is to maximize your shareholder value. And, and that running order tells you that absent regulations, the sole purpose of a businessman, a corporate executive, is to maximize profits, which means buy up corporations, create monopolies, etc., etc., etc. There is no two ways around it. That is your job. And when Americans finally realize that that is the sole purpose of corporate America, nothing more. 
Your job is to maximize profit. That is the definition of capitalism. So all of those folks that go out there and think that there's something inherently democratic about capitalism, there is something inherently great or moral or, 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 you know, or, or moral about capitalism, I tell you what, you can forget that altogether. It makes no sense. It's not true. And it's something I hoped more of us would realize sooner than later. It is so important that we do that. It is so important that we do that. Anyhow, uh, let's see what we got here. Um, let's see. Paul Fleming says the real barter crisis uh, we're having in the country is separation of church and state. I agree. Better late than never, AVQ is in the house. You know, people were wondering about you, AVQ. You know, you usually beat everybody here. So if you don't get here, people are naturally going to be concerned. Lee Grant says, I wonder why progressives call themselves that. They don't see progress. Yes, we do. Yes, we, we don't see progress. We intend to make progress. That's the goal. Uh, Tom C. says Kroger profits jump more than 50% to $731 million from $467 million a year earlier. The company also repurchased $309 million of its shares during the second quarter inflation. What inflation? Exactly. They inflated the price. They were just picking your pockets. I try to explain that unfettered access to the market for things that people must have is immoral. And that is what capitalism practice practices if it's allowed to enter the domain of whatever the market will bear. We have to understand these concepts. Michael Rodney says, car service was 30 minutes late. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Michael Rodney, Rolling Stone leaked text showing GOP congressman wanted Trump to invoke martial law. I read that to say that to stay in office. Mark Meadows texted with 24 lawmakers overturning 2020 election, including confused Ralph Norman. <laughs> he, he actually called it um, martial law, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L -L, instead of M-A-R-T-I-A-L. Wow. These are Congress people. These are the people that are supposed to represent us, man. And invoking martial law. <laughs> Why did you misspell it, sir? Uh, while CNN previously reported that Meadows was kept informed in efforts to seize voting machines and other schemes to overturn, previously reported that Meadows was kept in uh, uh, President Biden win by Trump allies in contested states, the TPM report identifies a startling message from Reverend Re Representative Ralph Norman to Meadows on January 6, 17, just three days before Joe Biden was uh, inaugurated. In the text, Norman appears to propose that President Trump imposed martial law. That was all over the thing. Keep your guys, guys can finish reading that. It's a bit kind of long. Carl Cox says capitalism works only for the wealthy of every country, no matter what form of government. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, how can idolatry of big government be moral if it's because entitlement and narcissistic people run things? No, that's not true. Take government out and put Exxon in. Take government out and put Shell in. Take government out and put Procter & Gamble in. That gives the true definition that you're trying to get at. Paul Fleming says, Brett Favre has disappeared out of our view, which nothing, which nothing good can come from in serving justice. It's amazing how they forgot about it even on the news. 
It's amazing. Uh, Eric Hayes says, go to San Francisco to get the store shelves and your pockets picked. Companies now close businesses or lock up goods due to left-running government. It has nothing to do with left-running government. Go, go to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go to Oklahoma City. The only thing is that there's no me mainstream media out there. I mean, no corporate media that's really checking things up, or I should say, loud more corporate media. Whoa, long one, Michael Rudnan. Okay, let's see. Mary Wood says, Lee Grant, well, maybe you are not the neoliberal, but then they are only concerned with short-term gains and profits, long-term and business. Salute. You're absolutely right. All right. Uh, Michael Rudnan said, yeah, I only posted one because it was so long. Doing the exact opposite of the right thing is entirely on brand for sedition caucus of the Republican Party. These texts aren't from after the election. They are, yeah, they're, they came after January 6th. That is what's so scary. Or I shouldn't say scary, but you know what I mean. Online Savant says, just saw this, but want to share my thought about the border. Why is it that neither California or New Mexico haven't had a border crisis in years? I also see the border crisis ending in Arizona. Um, I don't know if that's, maybe it's terrain. I don't know, um, online savant. I'm not sure, but I think you bring up a good point, online savant. I think you bring up a good point. All right, what, have, what else have we got here? Did I, did I uh, welcome Carl Cox and welcome uh, uh, Brother Rudnan and welcome online savant. Thank you so kindly for being a part of our program here. I just went ahead and saw that my thing is running. Okay, okay. Let's see what else we got here. It seems, I wonder if I have to, anyway, let's go ahead and continue the program. I have a video for you, and the one that I want to show is even Joe Scarborough has seen the light. You guys know who Joe Scarborough is? Joe Scarborough is that guy that used to be really, 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 really a Republican. Remember that guy? Conservative. Check this out. Because when I heard this, I had to do a double take. So I did a double take for my peeps. Check it out. I saw this and made the double take. It seems like... We've gotten one of the former most conservative guys into fessing up that he is a progressive. Why is he a progressive? Because he saw the light. It's evident. Listen to this entire monologue that he gives here. And it shows you that profound switch the man has made. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. As a Southern Baptist from the deep South, we went to Southern state schools. Uh -oh. I can tell you the left. I mean, if you think the left owns the media and academia and Hollywood now, grow up when I grew up, when you had three news channels, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post. I mean, seriously. And I went to Southern State schools. I didn't have a single conservative professor. This was like 30, 40 years ago. Like, things have changed, and actually there has become more ideological diversity now than ever before. But Jen... This is what, this is what almost made my head explode. <laughs> I'm reading this and you have a guy in 2022 
saying, oh, people on the right, they can't live in their in a bubble like progressives. And you're right. A lot of progressives live in bubbles. Right. And they usually lose elections unless they're from like the most woke parts of Brooklyn. But yeah, progressives live in bubbles. We'll all admit it. It drives us crazy. We'll all admit it. It drives us crazy. But to suggest that people on the right wing can't live in bubbles, he's writing this in the Mm -hmm. age when a lot of my friends from 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 uh, earlier days, a lot of my church members from earlier days, a, a, a lot of my family members, still family members, they come at me with election denying Hmm. nonsense. We hear people talking about Jewish lasers seriously. Mm-hmm. We hear people that Marjorie Taylor Greene did. We hear oh people talking Lord. seriously about some Italian dude with a satellite that stole elections. We hear people talking about bamboo and ballots in Arizona. We hear people talking about that suitcase lie in Georgia. We have people that get their news. A lot of them get their news from Chinese religious cults that run yeah. sites in America. We have people that get their news from from the pandemic. Like I got family members that would just all of these anti-vax lies that that like hippies in San Francisco used to talk about. Now they're in these extraordinary bubbles. Mm-hmm. And for somebody on the right to say, oh, we on the right, we can't live in bubbles. I've never seen people live in a bubble the way people on the far right, the Trump right live now. And let me say it again for my friends and family members living on the far right. I'm trying to do you a favor. Well, Senor Scarborough, welcome to the land of moving us forward. I, I, I thought you were getting there slowly, but it, when it, when it rolls off your tongue, like it just did, that makes it more uh, more carnal. That means that the switch is officially there. Welcome aboard. And we could use quite a few more. We could use quite a few more because we want to make sure that we do what again? Progress. What do we want? We want progress. And what do we intend to do? We intend to have progress. And that's why we do what we do. And even my great uh, uh, right-wingers in here, my great conservatives in here, I think once we query the things that you want, it's going to become very, very evident that we are, in fact, in the same boat. Misinformation and disinformation has ruined America trust in, uh, has ruined, oops, it scrolled up, trust in science. This is why the Fox News of the world must be brought to justice. I agree. Eric Hayes says, back Saki with the great media narcissist couple. Mm, okay, but they're right this time. Tom C. says to Lee Grant, why are Republicans called conservatives when they only want to conserve their own power and wealth support by campaign contributions, bribes, from which corporations are unbillionaires? And it's true. They want to conserve, brother Tom. They want to conserve. Now, it's about not making progress. Who knows, Bridge MCP says, the January 6th committee is going to try and get DOJ on yet. Well, the DOJ is on. They're on. Uh, I think we are going to have our first jailed president. 
unless Biden pardons him, but I don't think Biden's going to do that. Michael says, or Bridge says to Tom, uh, why are Republicans called conservatives when they only want to conserve their own party? I read that already. Uh, uh, Michael says, I have to say from watching that, the Democratic Party isn't left. The so-called left news networks such as MS, MSDNC and CNN aren't left. New York Times and Washington Post never have been left. Left wouldn't run the corporate power or stand for big money in government corruption. You're right. But here's the deal. We have to deal with the immediacy. While most Americans are, in fact, left, if you ask, if you query what their beliefs are, and I'm talking not only about Democratic Americans, I'm talking about Republican Americans as well. Most of them believe in the things that progressives believe in. But they are co-opted into believing, yes, that MSNBC is progressive. And MSNBC does have their progressives in there. Uh, is, is, uh, is Ali Velshi a true progressive? Ali Velshi is a capitalist, but he's a true progressive because he believes in a very regulated capitalist society. Is, uh, are, are these uh, women that are on uh, in the afternoons on MSNBC true progressives? You bet you are. Uh, Katie Turr, a 100% progressive. Her husband, I can't recall his name right now, is, uh, if you listen to him, he's a darn democratic socialist. If we define it that way, that is, right? Uh, he got into it on, on MSNBC, on, on, on CBS a few times, and you, you remember that one that I carried from him. Online Savant says he may be jailed in Fulton County or New York State, but I'm skeptical of him going to federal prison. Oh, boy, I don't want him there, though. Lee Grant says progressives mind the past searching from out outrage to fuel their white guilt message. No, no, we are just talking about a fact. I can't, look, look, you have to have mitigation factors and you have to look back at the evils folks did in the past. You have to. Let, let's give an example. The evils of the past continue to permeate the economic sanity, the economic well-being of those who were aggrieved. There's no two ways about it. So if you're saying just shut up and take the stance in life that your hue provided to you, I would get it. Be honest and say, we don't give a damn. In other words, that you are in the condition you are in because of the past ills of my ancestors. If you want just us to just throw our hands up in the air and say, well, so be it. It would mean that never, ever, 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 or it would take you decades for some to catch up. That's just how it works. Compounded Compounded success. I am sorry. We must have mitigating factors. We must have some sort of reparations. Because again, otherwise, everything was stolen on the backs of those who built this country for no recompense. We can't have that. Donis Giorgio, welcome to Politics Done Right. Hello, my friend. Michael Ryan says, pardon, feeling a little bit angry today. Don't mean to vent on here. You can vent. If you are angry, come to the family. That's what we're here for. If you're angry, brother, we're here to calm the blood pressure, calm the heart rate. That's our job. Eric says, the left media is complicit in problems of today. From censorship to shadow banning to lying period to keep one left. 
I, I would agree with you. I don't know about the censor. And yeah, even the censor in part, but we won't agree on what was actually censored. But I agree with you on that part, regards. Michael Renner says, yep, read out the previous post. Uh, Michael says, MSNBC is a cheerleader for the Democratic Party. There's not a single actual leftist on MSNBC. I dare you name even a single MSNBC anchor talking about dismantling corporations in favor of worker co-ops. On the least actual leftist actions, democratic socialism and social democracy or furthest right, you can go on the left-right side, divide while still being sort of left. What I like to say is people have the psyche still that we, about the good corporations, and even if you listen to Velchi, Velchi knows the realities, but Velchi couches his his tone in as much as he does things perfectly most of the times he he couches it with changing from within and i don't have a problem with that i genuinely don't have a problem with that you and i know what we have to do rudnan bridge we know what we have to do and we have to leave others who are doing it in some other way we have to give them the latitude to do that all right, Bree says, Egberto Willis is a white guilt message just that white don't want to admit the past, face the past. Geez, we all learn from the past. Actually, yeah, you know, according to them, it makes their kids feel bad. Well, maybe if the kids feel bad for what their ancestors did, they would also feel bad if they had any inklings of repeating what their ancestors did. But I don't have a, I don't have a, a fright that the, their ancestors could possibly do what was previously done. Because we are America. And being America, nobody can go ahead and say, we're going to screw this other one uh, to the extent that was done during the days of slavery. No way, no how. Race grievance is a proven pathway to power in America. Egberto knows that is the real reason he and his neo-Marxist brothers and sisters must keep racism alive. It's not us who keep racism alive. It's the right that does that. Look at their policies. Look at what they say. Hi, Hitler. They go to these conferences and say all these things. You have to be blind not to see it, brother. What else do you want to punish children for uh, their ancestors? We don't want to punish children. We want to keep all enlightened. Uh, Bridge MCP says no one is blaming the current society. Great. All... Things Natural says, the whole country USA was built on lies, murder on misuse of blacks and built the economy. The majority of the land in the US was stolen from blacks, period, and the, the indigenous specifically. But we don't want to learn that. We want to, we want to sing glory, glory, hallelujah, and believe that we are the best thing since apple pie. Online Savant says, about to do my meditation session, but the corporate media dominates. Ever since 90s, ironically accelerated when Clinton signed the GDP, uh, uh, written 96 Telecom Act, the Dems must break it up. Salute. They don't want to admit it or talk about it, says all, all things natural. They cannot accept the fact that their grandparents were liars. And, the, and No, 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 no. Let me talk about my wonderful Gen Zs. Let me talk about my younger millennials. I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of my Gen Ys. These guys, these guys, 
want the truth out. They do. And that's why the, 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 the uh, establishment right tries to, tries to ridicule them. You're being woke. Stop drawing, getting onto the woke train. All that kind of stuff. That's what it's all about. Paul Fleming says, there's nothing funnier than watching Republicans figure out who was fomenting distrust in mail-in voting while trying to figure out who's responsible for fomenting distrust in mail-in <laughs> I love the way you put that one, Paul. That was very well put. That was very well put. All right. I think it is time for my second video. And this one is about the same... Um, do you talk about your policy? Yes, we do, Donis Giorgio. Uh, if you want to throw some stuff in there, we are very familiar with European politics as well. We talk everything here. For the time being, let's go to uh, let's go to the nephew of the bigoted congresswoman. I think you're gonna enjoy this one. Watch how the nephew of this I don't even know how to define her. Vicky Hartzler, a Republican from Missouri. She went up onto the Congress floor and cried as if given the LGBTQ folks' rights, inalienable rights, is somehow going to hurt her. It's a terrible thing. Oh, Lord, why are we doing this? We're allowing these folks to exist. Oh, my God. That's what she did. Well, you know, her nephew came out and refuted every single piece of misinformation that she put on the floor there. These hateful people, it's time for them to go home. But it, it, it is so much more effective when a family member comes out and slaughtered the talking points that you're coming out with that are, that's nothing more than a complete fallacy. Check this out, we'll take it on the other side. The landmark Respect for Marriage Act is on its way to President Biden's desk after the House advanced the bill. 39 Republicans joined all Democrats in supporting the measure, which provides federal protections for same-sex and interracial marriages, marriages whose security is now under threat from the Supreme Court. In his opinion, ending a woman's right to choose, Justice Clarence Thomas said that the right to same-sex marriage and even same-sex relationships should be revisited. That's well out of step with most of uh, uh, what Americans think on the press of 2023. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin, who is the first openly gay member of the United States Senate who introduced the bill in the upper chamber, attributed its bipartisan support to the visibility of the LGBTQ community. I think about um, as someone who's been long a part of the LGBTQ community about how progress is made and so much of it has to do with visibility and people knowing us and knowing our families, knowing um, it, which replaces myth and stereotype, if you will. Okay, so hold that thought for a second. So many people knowing us, knowing us, and knowing us, our, knowing our families, and that replaces myth and stereotype. Okay, hold that for a second. Yesterday, 169 Republicans, like 36 of their Republican colleagues in the Senate, voted against those families, including the Republican Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler of Missouri, who made headlines for crying on the House floor. But she doesn't have an excuse of not knowing these families or the LGBTQ community because a gay person is part of her own close family. Here's her nephew, Andrew, in a video that went viral today. Today, a United States Congresswoman, my Aunt Vicky, started crying because gay people like me can get married. I hope and pray that my colleagues 
will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. So despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still just as much as a homophobe. Let's be clear, Obergefell is not in danger, but people and institutions of faith are. Aunt Vicky, that's not right. Institutions of faith like religious universities are not being silenced. They're being empowered by the U.S. government to discriminate against tens of thousands of LGBTQ students because of religious exemptions, but they still receive federal funding. The bill's implications submit to our ideology or be silenced. It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just gonna have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. Vicky Hartzler. Uh, I don't even know how to define you, ma'am. But your very nice nephew did a great job in telling America that you're nothing but a bigoted fraud. I hope you enjoy your title. We, I don't think she was going to want to like her title. All right, Yvette Avery Harrod says, just yesterday I had to reach out to a relative regarding their views on the males in the LGBTQ community after I saw a comment he made under a social media post. It saddened me to see it, but the exchange was necessary. You know, and that's, look, you would have had to talk to me like that, Yvette, maybe in 1998. When did I go to China? I think it was when I went to China. I discussed that in my new book because I always want to make sure folks don't think that I try to be a goody two-shoe or something or I come on this show just to pontificate and all that kind of stuff. I have been just as effed up as any other, uh, any other homophobe, as any other sexist out there, and all the other bad isms. You know, it's not looking for a pat on my back. I'm looking for somebody to slap the back and says, "Well, it, it's good that you've made the change. Don't expect to thank you because this is how you should have been in the first place." But yeah, it is important for us to, Yvette, to do what you did. And by the way, I found myself as one of the biggest supporters, bar none, of the LGBTQ communi community because it's, it's also something known as atoning. And if you notice, every time somebody bring up a subject similar to that, I go on it and I try to let everybody know that that's where I was and change is possible. That doesn't only, and that goes with all the isms. It goes for the sexism, the, the, the homophobia, the, uh, the, the racism. It goes for everything. Egberto Willis uh, tax the churches as they will shut up fast. Yep, I think they will. They will. They will. They will. I know what you meant, Bridge. You didn't have to correct yourself. I know what you meant. All right. Uh, Bridge also said it, it, it's like one of my sister's religious. It's okay. You're gay. However, you're going to hell. What, what is so funny about it is you can be gay, have a nuclear family, take, have kids, take great care of the kids, 
Do all that is right. Stay together for decades. Stay together till you till both of you depart the earth. But then you get a womanizing evangelical pastor, which a lot of them are. And somehow they are saved just because they chose a, a lifestyle that they prefer, right? And, and I, I just put my foot in my mouth there. Gay isn't a choice. Gay is how you're wired. So forget, I, I, I was waiting for Bridge to come up and say, Berto, don't define, don't talk about it as if it's a lifestyle. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I've been taught that quite well as well. But, you know, uh, we find that a lot of these church leaders are the ones who are very, very promiscuous, etc. Yeah, and they think it's a choice. No, I get it, Bridge. I know. I have gay relatives, gay everything in my family as well, right? It, it's there because, I mean, it's more than 10% of people are gay, Texas Tribune, experts say churches are breaking the law and endorsing an election. The IRS looks the other way. For nearly 70 years, federal law has barred churches from direct involvement in themselves in political campaigns, but the IRS has largely abdicated its reinforcement. They are scared of the right. Yvette Avery Harris says, I understand how our culture makes it hard to accept, but I had to stress to him that one, no one would have chosen to be ostracized or kill because of their sexuality. Thank you for making the effort to correct your view. Uh, yeah, I had to. That was my responsibility. And yes, I fulfilled my responsibility. But it's more than just a responsibility. It's also about atoning for how you were. Which sometimes mean finding somebody that you may have maligned. And telling them that you're sorry you did it. You hope that they forgive it, but you don't depend on a forgiveness to go out there and do what's right. Uh, Paul Fleming says, for the first time, scientists have produced more energy from fusion. It's funny that you brought that up because that was the next subject that I already have queued up. Here it is. Fusion. We've seen this movie before. The promise of a new bountiful energy source, not to mention the giant lasers, may sound familiar to fans of science fiction and comics. Today, we step into the future, and it looks a lot like a movie we've all seen. Researchers at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory announced Tuesday that they had made a major breakthrough in studying fusion, a.k.a. the thermonuclear reaction that keeps the sun going. And the good thing about it is little to no radiation is, is um, created. What you do is you, you throw two nuclei together, right? And by forcing them, you know, naturally to... Um, Positive protons will reject each other. They are held together in compacted with neutrons, right? And that is the idea behind fusion. If you go ahead and have two heavy elements, you fuse them together, the sum total of that fusion is the, the mass of that fusion is less than the individual parts. And the difference in that mass. According to the Einstein law of relativity or of energy conservation, E is equal to mc squared. What you get is the excess is energy. And there is a hell of a lot of energy in a very small amount of mass on the nuclear level, not the chemical level. Whenever you create heat, let's say by fire, fire is a chemical reaction. 
Whenever you burn something, you are creating a chemical reaction. It is equal to the electrons of something uh, being fixed with, as, 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 as we have with, uh, let's say, carbon dioxide, right? You get oxygen that goes into something that is heated up. The chemical reaction occurs and you get from uh, that, you get carbon dioxide. The oxygen from the air, the carbon from the plants, the heat that's created uh, causes, their, uh, causes them to connect not on the nuclear level. CO2 is just a combination at the electron level with two elements. When you talk about fusion, you're taking two distinct elements, bam, and creating a new one. Two hydrogen elements gives you what? Helium. So there are a lot of different, uh, different ways to look at, at this stuff. So uh, I think, I, I'm not sure what their combi the combination is, but that is exactly what, what occurs here. But anyway, I'm glad you brought that up. I think I better go ahead now. It's a major new milestone, the first proof that humanity can harness the cosmic energy released when two lighter atoms fuse into one heavier element. Less than a century of the awesome power of splitting atoms debuted as mushroom clouds. No doubt, it's one of the greatest technological advances. They are done. Uh, and, and again, uh, nuclear fission is sort of the opposite, right? You split the atom. The two elements, the difference again, is energy. E equal MC squared. All right. Okay, let's see where we go. We have one more video to show you. I'm going to go play it now. And then we will start wrapping this baby up as usual. Thank you guys for all being here. We've been having a good time. I guess President Biden is going to drive the Republicans crazy with, uh, with being the person who carries on Donald Trump's motto. What did Donald Trump say? You are going to get tired of winning. Well, you know, I mean, the inflation numbers was yet another win for the president. The guy also won with getting the release of uh, Britney Griner and he won by winning in the Senate. And oh, my God. Uh, is this going to continue? Look, President President uh, Biden was not my first choice, granted. But, you know, in an environment where we have a lot of misinformation, in an environment where people are misled, where people are made to believe that progressive have horns, just maybe President Biden was that necessary stopgap measure uh, for us to give us some more time to really preach the proper message in the proper format so that people will now vote in their interest. I want you to listen to what he had to say after the inflation numbers come in, came in, and then we'll take it on the other side. We learned last month inflation rate came down, down more than experts expected. In a world where inflation is rising at double digits in many major economies around the world, inflation is coming down in America. In fact, this new report is the fifth month in a row where annual inflation has fallen in the United States. Inflation outside from food and energy, uh, a key measure of, uh, that economists use, also fell. Make no mistake, prices are still too high. We have a lot more work to do, but things are getting better, headed in the right direction. Most Americans can see the progress driving down the street, finding relief at the pump as gas prices fall. Gas prices are now lower than they were a year ago, and half the gas stations selling gas at, are selling gas at $3.09 or less. 
The most common price for gas stations across the country is $2.99. The decline in gas prices giving consumers a break. They need helping them keep uh, our economy going. We have a, a two-car family, they're saving hundreds of dollars a month. It's a big deal. Today's report contains another piece of good news. Food inflation has slowed last month, providing much-needed relief for millions of families at the grocery store. This is welcome news for families across the country as they get ready for the holiday celebrations and for family dinners. It's also important that we put today's news in a broader context. When I took office, we inherited a nation with a pandemic raging and an economy that was reeling. We acted quickly and boldly to vaccinate the country and to put in place a new economic strategy. A strategy built on an economy that was based on from the bottom up and the middle out. Now, 21 months later, we can see how our, our economic plan is working. We've added every single month, every single month of my presidency, we've added jobs, a total of 10,500,000 new jobs. 750,000 of them are manufacturing jobs. Where is it written, as I've heard me say it before, and I apologize for repeating it, where is it written that America can't lead the world again, once again, in manufacturing? And by the way, remember I talked at length about the need to continue to invest in research and development. Look what's going on, on from the Department of Energy and the nuclear front. There's a lot of good news on the horizon. The unemployment rate is down to 6.4% when I was sworn in, down from 6.4% when I was sworn in. It's now 3.7%, near a 50-year low. We've done all of this while lowering the federal deficit in the two years we've been in office, $1.7 trillion. Let me say that again. $1.7 trillion we've lowered the federal debt. No administration has ever cut that, the deficit that much. Now inflation is coming down as well. Prices of things like televisions and toys are going down. It's good news for the holiday season. Used car prices fell for the fifth month in a row. New car prices didn't go up this month. That savings is critical to so many families. It gives them just a little bit of breathing room for the holiday season. And all of this means that for the last several months, wages have gone up more than prices have gone up. Wages have gone up more than prices have gone up. I want to be clear. It's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels as we make the transition to a more stable and steady growth. But we could see setbacks along the way as well. We shouldn't take anything for granted. But what is clear is that my economic plan is working and we're just getting started. My goal is simple. Get price increases under control without choking off economic growth. Bring inflation down while keeping our labor market resilient. Build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out, an economy with good jobs, good wages, and for the long run, not a boom or bust economy. Because of my plan, we're beginning to see historic investments that are leading companies to invest hundreds of billions of dollars. Let me say this again, hundreds of billions of dollars to build semiconductor factories and other advanced manufacturing right here in America. It's going to create tens of thousands of good paying jobs in the years ahead. And by the way, a significant number of these jobs are expected to be jobs that pay an average of $125,000 a year. Many don't require a college degree, so things are looking up. So what's next? Because of my plan, we're taking powerful interest to lower uh, powerful actions to lower prescription drug costs and health insurance premiums and energy bills. In just a few weeks, starting in January, 
families will get a little more breathing room. They've been told for some time since we passed the legislation that we're going to be able to lower the price of drugs. Let me give you just one example. Coming January 1, seniors with diabetes on Medicare are going to pay no more than $35 a month for a prescription of insulin. As up to now, they've been paying as much as $400 a month. That's a genuine savings for seniors. This matters so many families with loved ones who have diabetes and rely on insulin to survive, going from average of 400 down to 15 or $35 a month. In January, they won't have to choose between paying their insulin, paying for their insulin, and in many cases, putting food on the table. It matters. It's real savings to people, and it's just about to kick in. The same is true from healthcare to clean energy. By taking action, we're making real progress in strengthening and stabilizing our economy, giving Americans across the country some breathing room in the process. Look, I know it's been a rough few years for hardworking Americans and for small businesses as well. And for a lot of folks, things are still pretty rough. But they're bright spots all across America where we're beginning to see the impact of our economic strategy. And we're just getting started. I've said it again, I've never been more optimistic about America's future. And today's news gives me another reason to be optimistic about that future. We're building a better America, an economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not the top down. When the, when the poor have a shot, middle class do well, the wealthy always do very well. We just have to keep going. I know we can get this done. God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Now, once again, um, not my first choice. I would have been a hell of a lot more progressive in the policies that I passed, and I would have really twisted a few more arms, and I would have really gone out there and made the case for progressive values. But, you know, given, given who... The man is uh, kudos, and you have my congratulaciones or mis felicitaciones. El señor Biden, uh, let's just keep trucking until we can get those we really want in power to take us to the next level after President Biden did a great job in holding the pace, if not, you know, slightly moving it forward. Exactamente, 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 exactamente. Anyway, welcome aboard. I see another person, David A. Norton. Welcome to the Politics and Right. Uh, Tom C. says, fusion or confusion? I think it's one of the limericks. If we get energy from the confusion caused by right-wing mis- and disinformation, America would be totally energy independent by now. Yes, they would. Yes, we would. All right, let's see what else we got here. Daniel is, is, let's see. True, but you misobey. They have approved talking points. You are left saying the Twitter files are a lie. Propaganda is hard work. Got to keep on your toes. It can get confusing. Okay. Okay, Paul Fleming says, Richmond, Virginia was once the capital of the Confederacy. Well, they have finally removed its last Confederate statue. Thank you. All right, what else we got here? What else we got here? Daniela Doe says, this technology has the power to subjugate the world to the will of America. Not really. Um, but you, because you see, when, when um, uh, Brother Lee Grant says, you see, it's the Western world. I think he called it 
the advanced countries that did fusion. I want you to know that the advanced countries take advantage of mind power from all over the world. Africa, Asia, South America, Latin America. Don't think it's a regional thing. It's just that we have the wherewithal and the capital to do things here, brother. That's it. Eso es la única razón. So let's be clear on that. Tom C. says, the guy, this guy knows nothing about being poor as he has made millions. Sounds exactly what Republicans said about FDR in 1933. And that's why we want people to know history. Because Tom can come into a, a, a room and make that statement. Of course, Brother Rudnan wants you guys to learn a little bit of atomic I should say atomic physics. So let's go ahead and give you a bit of atomic physics. Here you go. And notice what he's showing you. Deuterium fused into helium. And deuterium plus tritium fused into helium. All these, these are just different isotopes of, um, these are just different isotopes of hydrogen. It determines, uh, the isotope of hydrogen determines how many particles you have in a nucleus, uh, you know, meaning uh, neutrons, right? Uh, you can have uh, you can have a nucleus that has you know same amount of neutrons, uh, more less, whatever. It's important for us to know those things, but I should say it's not important for most of us to know those things. So I get it. All right, let's see what we got. Eric Hayes says twisted history does one no good. Gaslighting on the subject of gas or whatever is pointless. Yeah. But I've, I repeat, Eric, I don't gaslight. The folks that you listen to, Eric, are the ones that gaslight to you. Please trust me there, brother. I know of whence I speak. Please trust me there. Michael Ryan says, at the, at, as it comes to energy independence, you could put a solar panel on your roof, a battery backup on your basement, and a wind turbine in your backyard would be enough energy to be independent, just ask anyone. You know, I, I'll, I just got some quotes. You know, there's this stuff going around that you can, they, they can just go ahead and put these things on your, on your, your um, roof. And, you know, you, it costs you no initial upfront cost. So I was looking into that. And based on my energy uses, we could only come up with about, without cutting down trees, about 50% uh, offset of my energy use. That's a problem. It has to be more efficient than that to be worth the investment, even though, you know, for whatever it's cost. So we got to be careful. I also have a, I have a gasoline generator that saved the day when we had hurricanes. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay for now. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Twisting history, man. The right wing bubble have been trying that since reconstruction. All right, it's 58. I think I'm going to do a quick ask here. Uh, please, I am, uh, frankly, I am very, very behind on fundraising for the end of the year, which is going to leave me yet again in another bad spot. So I ask you so kindly to share and encourage all of your folks that are listening to support the program. We do a lot of work. It's not only the live show. It's a blog post. It's the articles we write. There are the books that we write. There are the information that we throw all over the internet to make sure that 
the right does not fill it up. You see how they have Eric Hayes' mind filled with disinformation right now? One of the things that we do is we seed the internet with all these blogs and stories that we write. And we write them from scratch. And the reason why, well, I write them from scratch. And the reason I write them from scratch is because that is the only way that it is in addition to what's out there. And that way the search engines pick it up. So I ask you to continue to support this endeavor. I sent out a, uh, I sent out a notice a, to ask folks to join our Patreon. And I'm going to ask you again to those of you who have the wherewithal to do, I'd like to ask you so kindly to join our Patreon. Support the show however you can. And why am I asking that? Because we have a lot of work to do. And when I say we have a lot of work to do, I'm sure you know there are a lot of forces against us. That is our Patreon, yourpoliticsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Please sign up. It's inexpensive. It can be as inexpensive as you want or as generous as you want. That keeps us going. It keeps us going. Take Inside of the message that I sent out today, I made sure to let folks see all of the work that we do. And I am going to go ahead and put a link. I think I have the link to the thing right here. I am going to put the link to the article that I wrote for this morning as well. Uh, if you want to take a look at the newsletter I sent out today, uh, asking you to make sure or asking you to support the program, take a look at the link that I just put inside of the chat as well. Uh, we do, we work very hard, 16 hours a day. So if you can become a patron, please become a patron. And if you just want to give a one-time or two-time or whatever contribution, you can go to our PayPal, politicsonright.com slash PayPal, politicsonright.com slash PayPal. Okay, you got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.